Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. All right, folks, how are we doing tonight? We're back for episode 69 of Bold Sports. Nice. Yeah, right? It's like, we can just call it the Gronk episode. Like, we should have we done more work to, like, get him on. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, I, by more work, I mean any. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't really occur to me. I mean, there are lots of people who can make that joke, but not, not as well as Gronk. Right. He's, he's kind of come to own the material in a way. He has. Um... Imagine missing a free throw on purpose just to keep your team score at that number, which he did in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's been known to uh, be the, the, the frat boy of everything. Yeah. You know, I, even somebody like at Media Day this year at the Super Bowl was like, hey, Gronk, 69. He's like, <laughs> Yeah. Do you think, you think the frat boy's ready to go get a real job? <sighs> I don't know, man. I... If he he could retire and probably be quite all right, yeah. Um, what would he do? Probably go work for Barstool Sports or be like The Rock, or be like The Rock. I mean, yeah, yeah. I could, I could see that. Maybe He'd, maybe he, he's kind of like because he's kind of like. I mean, he's big beefy guy. He's kind of more comedic. He's a meathead, you know. Um, I don't think I'd take him super seriously as like a, an action hero, like leading man. No. But he could be some good comic relief on a like an ensemble kind of like, oh hell, do we need another Dirty Dozen remake yet? Like, I'm well, just like, throwing I mean, it out well, there. Well, Shaq, Shaq in movies is funny as hell. Well, I mean, there's a reason they call it Shacked in a Fool, Steve. <laughs> I mean, but in Grown Ups too, he was hilarious. You know, I, I, need to, I still need to see that. And also, I haven't seen Trainwreck, but I hear LeBron James is really good in that. Dude, and John Cena. Oh. And John John Cena, and also while while we're on the topic, like, um, should I watch Uncle Drew? I feel like I need to watch that. I haven't watched it. Um, that's one of those ones that, like, when it comes on TV, I'll watch it. Yeah. Or if it comes on like HBO or like Netflix have, or something. I have, I have so many apps. I have, I have like. Yeah, yeah. I spend like fifty bucks a month on like movie channels, so yeah. I should be able to find it. You should be able to find it somewhere. That's if it's on those yet. I don't know if it's. It, it should be. It should be close. Um, but yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Trainwreck, um, take it for what it is. It's it's quite funny. Yeah, uh, LeBron plays such like a serious role in it and everything, and then John Cena just kind of plays like a like a like a lover boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like a sex idiot. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. See that that that's like uh, that was, that's another that was the Ryan Lochte episode of Thirty Rock, where he where he's the sex idiot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of good appearances that that athletes can do, and I think some are probably more up Gronk's alley than others. But you know, in in honor of our you know special anniversary 69th episode. We'll call it the Gronk yeah, episode. We, because... we salute you. We salute you, Super Bowl champion, and disgusting little like juvenile humor. You know, you're the king. So, right. you know, welcome, welcome. If you're still listening, if if that wasn't too much Patriots talk, and you didn't like throw your phone in the pool at like the you know Oliver Bathhouse or wherever you're hanging out listening to us today, <laughs> Oliver Bathhouse. Um, 
Anyway, bold sports, Pittsburgh sports. What do we got here? We got Riverhouse, man. They uh, they won one nil over Cleveland State last Friday night. Uh, lone goal uh, at the 84th minute from Mark Forrest. Now, what's that mean? The, tri- the trialist? He's he's not on the roster. He's not on the roster. Yeah. Okay. It's a try it, for him. It's a tryout. He's not under contract. Okay. You know, if if he impresses, he'll get paper. Well, he had another goal on Sunday uh, in the Sunday match for Scanning University. Uh, they had a six nil win uh, there, and he did have a goal in that match as well. Excellent. Um, I I really haven't looked at the Riverhounds loss roster to see who is still returning and whatnot. I know Parks is gone. He what, went to Ireland. What about Nico Brett? Nico Brett, I think, is still around. Okay. Um, Francois is gone. He went to, like, uh... Well, a lot of these guys use the USL as stepping stones to get to MLS or to the higher European leagues. Yeah, like, Romeo Parks went to Ireland. That's not... It's not, like, a high league. Maybe the attraction is that he's, you know, playing now. Because, like, their calendar's different. Right. Um... Maybe he's just always wanted to see Ireland. Uh, who knows? I mean, I don't know. Um, may- maybe, like, you're more likely to get seen by an English scout if, if you're playing in Ireland. There's that's a, that's there's probably a good quite feasible. It is quite feasible. Um, but anyway, like, those those are the two attacking players that I know we're without. So it's good that we're getting, you know, someone who could possibly make the team that scores goals. Like, we're going to need that. Um, Especially with the expansion of the... USL and the conference. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I I have no idea, like, how these new teams are going to be that are coming in. Um, I mean, it, w- it wouldn't shock me if Nashville just, like, mails it in this year until they get all new MLS <laughs> players for next year. Um, you know, the other the other teams, like, the, the true expansion teams that are, like, new, I mean, it's tough as an expansion team. Um you know, Cincinnati's gone, so we don't we don't have to look up at them anymore. Um, Reading like rebranded themselves. I think that they're gonna just be called like the Philadelphia Union Two, which is kind of lame because you know the the Bethlehem. You know that name goes back to like the 1800s for like being a company team. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that that was kind of disappointing. I not I don't I didn't see a confirmation, but I saw some Twitter rumors to that effect um you know just like when harrisburg rebranded themselves last year it's an opportunity to you know make fun of your rivals like during the off season um imagine imagine if like the browns like had like a stupid rebrand you know how how like how much like clowning they would have you know thrown their direction that'd be from from like february through the start of training camp if they changed their name to like the the cleveland busters or something lame right well, this Friday, uh, the 15th, you have Duquesne University take on the Hounds uh, at Highmark Stadium. Sunday, the 17th, at 2 p.m., you have University of Charleston, West Virginia, head north to take on the Hounds. Both games are free to attend, as all preseason Hounds games are. And I was looking ahead, so after you have Charleston, and then the following week, you have Friday the 22nd, which has to be my birthday. Um, you have Pitt. Uh, taking on uh, on the Hounds, and then on Sunday, February twenty fourth, Bethlehem Steel comes in for a preseason. So they're gonna play some. They're gonna play some competitions, not just colleges. Yeah, um, probably not a bad idea. And then you have um, let's see the following weekend, which should be March first. The Akron Zips come in. 
Which is actually a good, like, that's a good college program. Yeah. Um, Caleb Porter, who's an MLS coach now, like, he came from there. Um, he, he took them to a national championship. Several of those players are, like, you know, playing professionally. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin came from Akron, and he's in the Premier League mm-hmm. um, and on the U.S. national team. So it'll be a test. I mean, Akron is by far the best of the college teams that they're warming up against. Right. And then uh, after that, on that following Sunday, the March 3rd, you have the Lansing Ignite coming in. Okay. And then following that, Saturday, March 9th, Toronto FC2. And then they go on the road, and I believe that's when they start actual league play, is when they go on the road in March to play Tampa Bay Rowdies. Um, the Swoop Park Rangers. So lame. Uh, and then you have uh, Bethlehem Steel. And then you got Louisville. And then they're back home April 6th to Hartford Athletics. So, yeah. So, I believe it's the last preseason game is at home against Toronto FC. And they have, mm. so they have three USL teams and then they have Akron coming in uh, after they have yeah, Pitt and Bethlehem Steel, then they have the Zips, and then they got three USL teams. Uh, or three, yeah. So you're looking good. That's a, that's a healthy amount of preseason games. You know, they don't, uh, they well, don't just play looked, but three or four in, in England. I just looked um, here. It's going to be 30 degrees and snowing on Sunday. I was considering maybe even going down to check it out. Go check it out. Uh, but Amanda's like, well, what are we going to do this? I'm like, I'll see what Matt's up to, and we'll go from there. And I was like, if it's cold and snowing, I don't know about going. If it's too cold, then just go get on a trolley. <sighs> but yeah, right? If it's go too downtown, cold. get a Bloody Mary or something. Yeah, or, or just walk in the pub at Highmark Stadium. Yeah, I mean, if they even open it for I don't for see why they wouldn't. They had know. it open for a freaking high school game. <laughs> a high school football game? Yeah. Well, I mean, we sell that place out. That, you know, like, that's, and also, like, Central guys can drink, man. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there's a, there's a lot of adults, there's a lot more adults hanging out at, at the Central game than I would imagine, mm-hmm. like, because it's kind of like a backslappy fraternity that you never graduate from. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's why certain weekends that the saloon gets overpopulated with all yeah. the Libra people. Like, let me just put it this way. If you've got something coming before a judge... And you need you might need to pull a string or two, like you know it wouldn't hurt to work your alumni connections, if you happen to have gone to Central. Just just saying, just putting it out there. <laughs> just 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 throwing it out that way. Speaking of WPIL, it's a nice segue. Another good another <clears throat> good lawyer factory of a high school. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so Bob Palco, uh, he was a twenty four year. Uh, longtime head football coach at West Allegheny, retired last season from coaching and teaching, but not from being Tyler's dad. That's, not from being Tyler's dad. He's always been Tyler Palco's dad for life. Um, so he retired for 24 years. He had 217 wins, 73 losses, eight WPAL championships, which is a record and a whippeal for one coach. Um, this is his pretty much his quote that I pulled off is like, "Well, reti- re- retirement was making." Him crawl out of his skin, he said. And um, he was hired by Mount Lebanon. Uh, and so he will be the new head coach at Mount Lebanon football. Um, Mike uh, Melnick 
uh, resigned uh, this year after uh, he put up 44 and 31 record uh, in seven years with six playoff appearances. Wow. So, so now like uh, Lebo and Seton LaSalle both have like legends coaching their football teams all of a sudden. Yeah, because Seton LaSalle just got uh, Mike's Mayanic from yeah. Quippa. Yep. So like. Yeah, like Bob Palka is a good get. It's all it's always nice when you like don't have a coach and then some like Hall of Famer who's supposedly retired just up and decides that he doesn't want to be retired that, that anymore. That would be like Jack McCurry coming back and like coaching somewhere like off the wall. Yeah, really. You know. Um yeah. Or uh who's le- my parents would know, the legendary coach at North Allegheny that was there for years. I don't know. I've met him several times and I can't remember his name right now. Um, but yeah, Jack McCurry was at North Hills for yeah. an eternity. <laughs> yeah, you had, you had uh, you know George Novak at Woody High, mm-hmm. um, Art Walker Senior before before Junior, but you know Senior was like the glory days of Lebo. Yep. Um, they won they won the Whippyol in like I want to say like two thousand one or two. I I know this because I was roommates with a Lebo guy at the time right whose sister was in the band so we'd get updates um but yeah like it's, it, you said it's been how long since they won a playoff game well no they, they've they've gone to the playoffs but they've usually lost like in the first round or even the second round for that which matter. I, let's be honest the way that the uh, uh, but they haven't won a Whippeal championship underneath this guy that's been there for yeah, seven years I don't think they've won one since you know like I said oh one oh two something in that ballpark probably um, right now Talk to your lovely lady. She would give you that answer in a heartbeat. She wouldn't know. No, she wouldn't know? I thought she kept tabs on that. Mm. I mean, I don't think she follows, like, football championships. But you know what? There haven't been any to follow. Yeah, there's that. That's part of it. So Bob Palco, legendary coach over at West A, uh, is is got sick of retirement. So he's going to come back and at least coach. I don't think he's going to teach anymore, but he's going to coach. And, you know, there's a lot of head football coaches out there that don't teach. Yeah. Um you know, uh, or I know a head football coach at one school, but teaches at another. So yeah, they do that. Yeah, they right. could do that. Um, yeah, my when I was in high school, our our football coach taught at the school. Yeah, um, so does he. He taught like business schools and and typing. He taught like freshman keyboarding. So practically, he was everybody. Everybody had him. Yeah, I, I yeah I had uh, I took all my coaches' classes. I had one coach. My head coach was. Uh, he taught the uh, special education mm. classes. Uh, I had another coach who taught math. I had my other coach taught history. I had another coach who taught world history. Mm. And I had another coach that was woodshop. You know, we had another coach that was gym. So <laughs> yeah, we had the uh, the offensive coordinator taught math. So for freshman algebra, he'd always do the play of the week. And he'd, he'd just, like, diagram, like, you know, like a basic trap well, running player well, well, or well, something much like that. How I learned how I learned the Battle of Gettysburg in Little Round Top and Big Round Top yeah. was with X's and O's and flankers and everything. Well, I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> there might there might have been some illegal procedure. Um, you know, not, not everybody was. I'm sure there are a few people covered by, like, someone on the line. Oh, yeah. Um, that's kind of how it works in, you know primitive warfare such as the 1860s but uh you know that, that's all that's interesting um yeah i learned a, i learned a history i did really well and and he was the teacher was like hey 
He goes, here's the book. It's in class. I have to give it to you. Leave it in your goddamn locker. Yeah. He's like, you better have a five-subject notebook yeah. per quarter. Notes are, notes are important, <laughs> man. He did everything on yeah. the board and notes. He took the notes, and his test came straight from the notes. That's the best teachers. Like, there's no surprises. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, you got to take thorough notes, okay? And you got to read them and study them. Like, it wasn't an open book or anything. Yeah. You know, but, like, if you studied your notes, it really, we had this one science teacher. He was like, if you study your notes every day... Like, you'll get an A in my class. Um, I don't even remember if we had a book. You know, it was like labs and lectures was all it was. Pretty I much. My, I read my notes every day. I got an A in his class. There you go. He, was, he wasn't a coach, but, you know, I don't, I don't know how he got off on that tangent. But it's important to follow directions. Um, you know, if you, if you follow directions, then you'll make the semi-retirement of people like Bob Palco more pleasant. Because they don't have to teach you in the classroom anymore, but they might still have to coach you in football. So, you know, don't commit illegal procedure penalties, I think was my point. Right, yeah. Don't line up in the neutral zone in a playoff game. Yeah. Basic shit. And while your defense gets the interception and he gets called back because you lined up in the neutral zone. Yeah, and if you look, and if it looks like you touch the ball, you better damn well make it look inconclusive, especially on punts. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, speaking of... Football, we're going to stick with that there right now. Uh, so the AB and Bell saga continues. Um, AB didn't show up for court today uh, for his reckless driving issues in Ross Township. Um, he, uh, His lawyer showed up. He didn't. And I know the district magistrate in Westview Ross mm. area. Um, Why like, am I not surprised? I haven't had to go in front of him. <laughs> My son has had to go in front of him, and I, of course, went in with my son and good, good, and and, uh, and, and did the whole, they, did, did the whole like shut the fuck up, yeah. And this is what you're not walking out of here clean. Yeah, the MDJs and, you know, like it when Daddy comes. You know, especially when he was 17 at the time. Yeah, and it's the only time he's had to go in front of him. It was for a, a traffic violation, such as ABs, but slightly different. Not for doing 100 and someone mile an hour down my road, but yeah. For something along the same lines, but different. If you can do um, it, man, more power to you. You know, uh, so, so, but here's the thing, you know, and I, I, I read some of the comments online and stuff, and it's like, you know, if that had been you or me or whatnot, we'd be going to jail before we even got to the magistrate. They would have towed the car and impounded the car. And they you're like, it may or may not be true. Maybe, yeah, right. I mean, it depends on which cop pulled him over. And I grew up out in Ross in that area, so I know, I don't know the young guys. I know all the older guys. Yeah, the cop could just be you like, know, you, you damn well better come. Like, yeah, I'm, definite, it, I'm definitely going to court that day. Yeah, yeah, I mean. And I will, you know, yeah. end your little daydream for you real quick if you think you can skip out on this. Right. Some, yeah. some cops, yeah, they might take your car. You know, you know I, what? That's a pain in the ass. You ever, get a, car, you ever get a car towed? Yes. You got to get towed from in front of your own damn house. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, you couldn't pay me to, like, tow a car from the side of McKnight Road. And yet... Like, that's what these people are saying the cops are going to want to do. Like, eh. You, you know, I, I mean, they could have towed his car and whatnot, he, you know, but... They could probably write maybe, three tickets in the time it would ma- take ma- to maybe get that they, Maybe they let him go just because he was AB. Who cares? They wrote him to find They wrote him to ticket. They're like, oh, you're it, not smoking weed? Hey, yeah, you're like, not smoking yeah, Okay, things. okay, why are you doing 100 miles an hour? Because I'm late for my meeting. Last time I'm we running pulled late a Steeler over on this road, yeah. it, was, it was a DUI. Now it's just a Yeah, but I mean, here and yeah. there, what happened with AB with the Ross cops and what didn't happen... What would have happened to you and me with the Ross cops? It's null or void because depending on the day of the week and what you were actually doing and how you were with the cop as if they're cool or not, mm. um, for the most part. But he didn't show up for his hearing. 
He gets found as a guilty charge and whatnot. He has 30 days to appeal to downtown. Mm. That would that would happen for you or me. Now, the only difference is if you or I didn't show up, we'd probably have a warrant out mm-hmm. for our, our arrest to come and see the magistrate. Yeah. He just gets a guilty charge. Uh, you and I probably anymore, they don't want to send a constable out for like $12. I mean, so, like, I mean, so that it, it, if we didn't show up for a hearing, it would just get led as a guilty plea. We'd have 30 days, we get a letter in the mail, we have 30 days to appeal to downtown. And that's what AB is going to do. He's going to have 30 days to appeal to downtown. If he doesn't show up at downtown, he's fucking stupid. Because that's when he's going to get shit thrown at him. Um, well, well, he doesn't have to appeal, though. No, you have 30 days. If you're found guilty at magistrate, you have 30 days to appeal to a, down, to a higher court. Right, but he could just, he could just pay his fine. He's looking at a six-month suspension, if not more. And the fine to him is like you or me dropping a quarter and be like, I don't feel like bending over pick it up. But the fine to you or me is like three-quarters of a paycheck. Yeah, well, six-month suspension, that. like... The six-month suspension is what's going to kill anybody. You ain't can... he the guy that used to be on the Bike Pittsburgh billboards? No, that's Juju. No, no. AB might have been. AB yeah, was yeah, on yeah. Bike Pittsburgh billboards. Yeah. So, but six... you know... I, I guess San Francisco is a very hey, hey, bicycle friendly town. Hey, hey, you know what? I, I mean, six 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 months suspension license, that hurts anybody. It doesn't care if you're AB or if you're you or me. That hurts everybody. Yeah, it would have taken um, me like forty minutes to get here for the podcast tonight. Yeah, if I had the bike. Yeah, exactly. You know? A um, little easier. To, it's actually a little safer to ride on 88 at night. <laughs> yeah, it is. Because there's like no cars. It's very little. It's traffic. a pretty well lit roadway. Yeah. Um. You know, during the daytime when it's all backed up, you can ride on the shoulder. Um, but that's not really relevant because Antonio Brown's certainly not going to be doing a podcast about Pittsburgh sports next year. So why uh, we don't think that? Your house? Yeah, because the Steelers, um, actually, not the Steelers, uh, Antonio Brown formally uh, requested a trade or his out and out release from the team. First, he, no, first he tweeted something. Yeah, he tweeted out. He goes, uh, I can pull it up. Um, it was like, wah, 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 wah. He put out a highlight video of himself. Yeah, I don't watch videos much online because I don't have time. Um, You know, if it was like a Vine, maybe I'd watch it. But like a 30-second to two-minute video, you know, there's too many other tweets to read. I can't. Uh, but yeah, it said something about like new days ahead or, you know, some... You know, meaningless, trite bullshit. Said, thank you, Steeler Nation, for a big nine years. Time to move on and forward. Peace. Hashtag new demands. And then he put out a highlight reel of his time here in Pittsburgh. Um, And that was on Twitter. He did on Instagram as well. I don't know about Facebook. I don't follow him on Facebook. I just follow him on Twitter. So. So what? Like, they're not. Maybe they won't trade him. See, here's the thing. The Steelers own his rights. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just release them unless they can't get anything for them and they just want rid of the guy. Yeah. Um, and, and like we talked before, what you, you really hate him? Send him to Washington. Fuck. If he holds out, like, can they like not pay him? Yeah. Like they did to Bell? Yeah. So If he holds out, they don't have to pay him. If they don't cut him and they don't trade him... If he, he doesn't show up, they don't have to pay him. doesn't come to camp they can, they can put they, the they, If he doesn't come to camp and holds out... He doesn't get paid for camp anyway. The players don't get paid for camp. Right, but I mean, like, um, I'm just saying, like, if he's if he's not, if he's on the roster next year, but he doesn't show up for work, he gets They have nothing. to put him on, uh, they, they have to put him on the, uh, there's a special inactives list that they have to put on, where they could have put him on an inactive list for the last game of the season, and they didn't. They set that exempt list. 
I'm not sure exactly. Well, there's so many lists in the NFL yeah, anymore. It's, 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 football's not even really about the sport anymore. It's just it, about yeah. list making. Um, but, but, yeah, they could see, see got a trade for him, and he doesn't have to approve a trade. There's no, there's not a no trade clause in his contract. There's not mm-hmm. a no trade clause in anybody's contract in the NFL. They can send him wherever and to get the best deal for him. Uh, Patrick Peterson in uh, um, Arizona is like the quarterback down there that. He he's been talking about wanting to get out of Arizona, and then he said he said something on Twitter. Hey, AB, hit me up. And a lot of people took that as like even swap, but I think Patrick Peterson maybe wants him to go there now. Yeah, he wants him to go there. Yeah, uh, he he would love to be teammates with with him because you're gonna have like one more year of Fitzgerald. Um, you got you Josh know, Rosen's you, quarterback. You, you, yeah, he's so gonna he's be a kind of, second. He's gonna be a second year second quarterback. year quarterback. You you need to see him take like you know some steps to improve. So that he can sort of live up to the hype, you've got a new coach, Cliff Kingsbury, who yeah. who runs like a wide open, and he's coming know, out pass of happy style. He's coming out of the Te- Big Twelve. He's coming out of Texas. He right? was a Big Twelve quarterback and then a coach at Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. And that's you know that's all about like basketball scores on the football field. Yeah, the wide open. So yeah, like Patrick Peterson would like to have an offense that can, you know, get work done. And maybe and, maybe and, improve that team, but, and him not be on the field as much. But he could be traded. Yeah, know. Patrick Pearson could be traded. They, they could just, say we're we're not we're not emphasizing defense next year. Um, we're going to trade Patrick Peterson to the Steelers for in return, with a pick with in turn for Antonio Brown. Yeah, um, I don't know that Arizona will give up. They have the number one or two pick. One. I don't think we're getting a, a number one pick. We're not getting a top. I don't back. think we're going to get a top five pick and a defensive back. Um, but you know San Francisco, they could trade him even up for a number one pick. Um, but San Francisco is still in the top five pick, and those are the coveted picks, the top fives. Mm. It's a coveted pick. But Antonio Brown's a game changer. You look at it or not, he's being a dickhead right now. He's being a jag, but he's a game changer. He is. So I don't see why San Francisco would give up their number one. I don't see why they wouldn't mm. give up their number one pick for him. I mean, I, yeah, he's a head case. You know what you're getting. He might be suspended next year. Who knows? Yeah, well, he, he might be sus- not not the whole season. He might be suspended a couple games. You know, um, I guess drive a hard bargain then if you're the Steelers. I mean, yeah, and, and, and at some point, if you just want to get rid of the guy, then you if you can't get anything for him, you release him. Yeah, uh, I don't see them not being able to not get anything for AB at all. Uh, the other one that they're talking about here is you know we're talking about Lev Bell again. So about Lev Bell, uh, the Steelers are thinking about maybe applying a transition tag on Bell uh, to try to get something in return for him uh, or have an option to sign him for less. So the kicker is, though, you still have to have Lev Bell sign a transition tag. Yeah. Will he sign it? Because all they're going to, you know, so what they do is is with the transition tag, what they try to do is, is if the Jets go ahead and offer Lev Bell $45 million guaranteed four years, $15 million a season, the Steelers have the first right to meet that offer or pay him more. Or or literally meet that offer. And say, yeah. no, we'll meet that offer. Okay, and then, so... And then the Steelers sign him, and then he either does his little holdout bullshit or whatnot. They're going to put know. us through that again? I don't know. Well, the other thing is, though, the is thing. yeah, but the other thing is, though, they're trying to is get a tra- uh, they're kind of trying to with the transition tag, they can get a pick for him. Yeah. So like, if the Jets come and they sign him to a transition tag and he actually signs it, then 
the Jets want to go ahead and sign him, and, and the Steelers be like, he's yours. Take him. Have that fun. We're not going to meet that at all. And then they get picks back for him. So they'll get an automatic fourth-round pick and with a conditional third-round pick if they make it to the playoffs. Well, I guess that that's worth doing then. Yeah. I don't I don't think they're really serious about so that's trying gonna, to, like... Well, yeah, so that's going to have to be, like, a backdoor handshake that, like, the, the CBA can't find out about mm. where, Bell, sign your transition tag. Whoever's going to offer you the money, we're not going to try to keep you here. We're going to send you. We just want picks back in return for you. Sorry you were a dick last year and didn't sign and play. Whatever. Yeah. You know, type thing. There's going to have to be some backdoor handshakes on that one. Uh, other thing come out of Steelers news. James Harrison uh, thinks he can make a serious run at acting um, and is going. To, and he's already hired an acting coach. He has signed with a company, an acting company out of, out of uh, L.A., and um, he's going for it. Uh, so, like, the one tweet said, watch out the rock. I mean, <sighs> guy seems a little delusional. You know what? I, I did not watch the episode that he was on, or I don't know if it came out. Uh, when it, when it, SWAT. He was on the episode of SWAT. Oh, really? I don't know if it came out. Or not. Huh. Uh, he was on an episode of SWAT, and apparently he's going to have a recurring role. On, on SWAT? On SWAT. Uh, with as, Shamar Moore. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, don't know if he, I don't know if it's a recurring role, but the role he played was a, was a L.A. fireman. Okay. I don't know if he's going to have a recurring role or not, but uh, he, he hired an acting coach, and he signed with the company. and Fireman, I can see. You know, I... I mean, I, he, he, you know, like... The building's on fire, and like you know, he needs to like get you out the window, so he just picks you up and like throws you, throws you yeah. through the glass, like he did to that Browns fan. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful, that beautiful Sunday so many years ago. I mean, you know, I mean, he, uh, you know, or or he has to knock the building over himself, and he lines up a three point stance and hits the and and, and inside hits the the uh, mm-hmm. support beam and knocks the building. I don't Maybe know. he could get his own spinoff show just about like firefighting and you know what here's the thing james harrison man if you met him in a dark alley you think you're dead he's a super nice dude yeah <laughs> okay well i mean i he's, mean he's a he's a nice guy uh but he seems uh, to like to troll steelers fans oh yeah he does and totally. that to me is not nice no, they, i can't square like being nice with like jabbing people who are emotionally a little raw online right I mean, well, that's what the internet's for, right? Well, yeah, and, like, looking up facts and information. But, yeah, I guess abusing people verbally (laughs) is part of the deal. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. Hey, you know what? I mean, how many other... Terry Crews? Terry Terry Crews Crews is awesome, though. Made made a nice acting career change. Um, But Terry Crews is, like, a comedian. Like, I don't see... He's a James Harrison does not strike me as, like, a funny Yeah, I see James Harrison. uh, Who's the guy that played in... um, He's been in several roles, and he always plays a hard ass. Um, he was also a former NFL football player. He was in Chuck and Larry, uh, the movie Chuck and Larry with Adam Sandler. And I've whatnot, seen it. I don't he, he was a fireman that came out after they said they were gay or whatnot for the movie. He came out as like, "Come here, brother." I don't remember. And, uh, um, was he, he a football player? He was a former NFL football player. I can't remember his name. He was also in the movie Baby Boy with Tyrese Gibson and Snoop and mm. uh, whatnot. He's been in a couple different movies. He always plays a hard ass. He's always got like jailhouse tats on him in the movies and stuff. Um, 
you know, there's been several NFL football players. I mean, O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, but O.J. is O.J. I mean, you know, that you know, he, he had a good acting career, but he's O.J. Um, he O.J.'d himself. He, yeah. But there, there's, I'm not saying he can't do it. And you know what? You tell James Harrison he can't do something, he'll go do it just to fucking piss you off. Mm. I mean, this is true. I mean, I mean, the, the Steelers, his last year in Pittsburgh where he was getting bored and Tomlin wasn't playing him and this, that, and the other thing, and he's like, well, I'm just going to sleep during my meetings and whatnot and let me know when you want me to play. And then he wanted out, and then the Patriots picked him up for those last couple games of the season, and they made their playoff run, and he played the majority of every down of that game and had was an impact in every game. Yeah. You know, guys, a two-time Super Bowl championship played in four. You know, three at the Steelers, one with the Patriots. I mean, I, I I wouldn't tell James Harrison he couldn't do something. He should be in a Star Wars movie. I don't follow Star Wars, so I would never watch that. Well, the night, episode nine is in, in production, so it's probably too late for that. But you know they're going to be making all these, like, side movies for, like, the rest of time now that Well, Disney, doesn't, like, Disney own them? Disney owns Star Wars, so, like, they're not going to stop at nine. Dude, there, there's going to be, like, prequels Dude, you and I are going to be 90 years and, like, old, and there's going to be a 400 Star yeah. Wars movies. Yeah, and, and somebody's going to talk about, oh, the Star Wars movie series is awesome, and you and I are going to be like, remember when the first three came out? Yeah, no, I remember watching, I remember taping Return of the Jedi on VHS oh, God. when it first came out on Dude, HBO. we had it on beta. Yeah, well, we, we didn't have a beta player at my house, but we did We did record awesome movies like Dumbo and uh-huh. Return of the Jedi onto VHS tapes. God, the 80s. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's awesome. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now, and then we're going to come back and talk about a little PGA Tour and some uh, NCAA hoops. In the meantime, you listen to what's going on with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios, who host this podcast, as well as several others that you may like as well, like Awesome Cast and Fishing Without Bait and Wrestle Mayhem. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Once your discussions, no holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back. For our second uh, part here on this wonderful podcast number 69, the Gronk episode. Gronk episode. Nice. Uh, It's time for one of those. Oh, yeah. This is going to be delicious. Kind of a big deal. Mm. Oh, that's it's delicious. Quite delicious. Yeah, the beer is actually called... um, I don't know how to put this, but this IPA is kind of a big deal from Evil Twin. Uh, brewing. It's such a mouthful to say. Yeah, it is. Well, Evil Twin, I mean, all their beers have, like, crazy, like, fun names with them. Yeah. And they're all delicious. I There's only one Evil Twin beer I don't like, and it's the Falco. Uh, but. Man. Uh, what is, what kind of, what style is that? Uh, it's a, um, the Falco is a, a, a session. Okay. IPA. I just don't think it has enough body to it. Mm. Um. Because if you drink all day IPA from Founders, it's got that good like body and mouthfeel and everything. But it's yeah. also a four point five ABV, so you don't get fucked up all day. Mm-hmm. So that's called all day IPA. Yeah, right. Um, you know, the, the have Fal- a few. Yeah, the Falco is is uh, a session IPA, and it's it, to me it's just really thin. Mm. Do you consider Guinness a session beer? Yes. See, I do as well. Yes. Some Guinness. people some people think we're crazy. No. But... Guinness is the healthiest beer you so can drink. So smooth. It's the healthiest beer you can drink. Relatively low alcohol. Uh, 4.5% ABV. It's got um, 
It's got 125 nutrients that the body needs to survive. Vitamin B. Um, and it is also on nitro, so there's no carbonation to it. So that's why it goes down so smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually a very light beer. I'd be like, how can you drink that? It's like motor oil. I'm like, what are you talking no, about? I'm like, you, you never drank motor oil? Most <laughs> people who say that have never actually drank like motor, motor oil. oil. <laughs> I know. It's like, trust like, me, they, there's they a know lot not of, of what st- they speak. Yeah, there's a lot of stouts out there that are like big boy stouts that mm-hmm. you can definitely not drink all day. Guinness is not one yeah, of them. Yeah, I love Guinness. I love me some Guinness as well. Um, in the meantime, uh, this past weekend, the PGA Tour played the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, what's fun about this is it actually went to Monday. Oh, yeah. um, they had a lot of weather delays. There was, I Beach. saw them raking or like like push brooming the hail oh, off the green. Yeah. What a mess. That was on the sun that was in that was in uh, the final round and on Sunday. Um, but on Friday and Saturday, it was raining so hard that the greens were just like uh, puddled up so bad. Yeah. Um also if you watch Pebble Beach, if you've ever been to Pebble Beach, um it's it's on the ocean. Yeah. So they have as many beaches are. Right, but this is a really rocky beach and the West Coast beaches are not as pretty mm. as the East Coast beaches for the most part. Um Yeah, this ain't your like giant sand dune at yeah, Hawk. Yeah. Um so I mean the waves were crashing up against the side of like the fairways and stuff and the water spray was coming up into the fairways. Awesome. And, and it was it was pretty rough like yeah. Friday and Saturday. Um they were at literally like they before they called it they went out there with the 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 rollers um to roll the water on the guy's putt line mm-hmm. and then they're like yeah we're calling it you got to make this putt like <laughs> let's yeah. go um and then yeah, they, after they so after they like screwed up the line of his putt yeah, yeah. like he's the only Actually, one who has yeah, to putt the, in those conditions yeah well no the, the people on that green Oh, you know, okay, but it was pretty. It was pretty wicked. Like the weather conditions out of Pebble Beach this year were, were really wicked. It was well, cold. I I understand they've been having a lot of screwed up weather out west. We've been having a lot of screwed up weather here in the east, right? But I mean, like California's had some like torrential downpour. Like you know that song, like that never rains in Southern California. Yeah, bullshit. Well, it, well, apparently, especially so, like this past week, it did. You know, Pebble Beach is more northern. But given that they had like Pebble Beach is what snow... South... Pebble Beach is like Santa Barbara, I believe. That's more northern than yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's below the Bay Area, but I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. But I think California is considered... a long state. Like it yeah. takes you a day to drive from north from top to bottom. It's yeah. a day. It's a mm. day. Like I mean, a day twenty four hours. Yeah, like, and that's if the grapevine is open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even imagine that. I mean, like we get snow. But, like, they never just, like, close the parkway because there's so much... I mean, if they do have to close the parkway because of snow, I mean... Or the turnpike. I've only seen the turnpike close from snow a few times. You know? But in the Sierras, (laughs) man, like, sometimes they gotta do it. Yeah. It's just too steep. It is. And uh, that always blew my mind. I've never seen it, obviously, but just thinking about that. But anyway, like, crazy weather at Pebble... Yeah, they, they had the big hailstorm, and they're on yeah. day four. They were raking the hail and stuff mm. and whatnot. Uh, it was now, this wicked. was the pro am. So this was the pro am. So they all the all the players have a uh, so they have an amateur that plays with them as their partner. The amateur does not count for or against their score. Mm. They, you know, so like Bill Murray plays in this. Yeah, Tony Romo. Yeah, um, Michael Jordan. You know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Mickelson. Uh, so it went uh, on on day four. Uh, it got called for darkness. Mickelson 
on day four was pissed. He's like, just play the fucking last two holes. Just do it. We're, we're finishing 16. We'll just play 17 and 18. They're like, no, we're going to call it the darkness. You're not going to get it done. He's like, oh, just play. Just go play. And, um, you know, they says, no, we're done. And then they says, well, can we at least get a, what kind of tea time are we going to get? And they're like, you know, 9 a.m. Okay. 9 a.m. Okay, whatever. So, I mean, they not made too it, early. Not too early, not too late, you know. Um, so, which made it for noon East Coast, which I got to watch the final two holes um, yesterday. Uh, and it was yesterday or Monday? Monday. Yesterday, I guess. I don't know where my days are at right now. It's Tuesday. Uh, Mickelson, Mickelson came away uh, with a three-stroke lead for his 44th career win, fifth at the Pro-Am at Pebble Beach in his career. Um, he had two holes to play. As long as he really didn't screw up one of those two, he was fine for the most part. Uh, and I know it's kind of hard to, I guess, go play 16 holes and then be like cut out and then you have to go play two more the next day. Yeah. Um, I guess it can throw your game off. I, I mean... And Mickelson was said in his own, he goes, in hindsight, he goes, I'm glad we played today. He goes, if I would have rushed yesterday and whatnot, I would have made bad decisions. He goes, but you know, you're in the moment and whatnot. And he goes, um, hey, I still won. Even an old veteran like Mickelson needs to remind himself of that fact yeah. from time to time. But he's right. Yeah, you know, you don't want to rush. Yeah. You know, what, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so this week, the PGA Tour moves on to the uh, Genesis Open at Riviera Golf Club in the Pacific Palisades in California. That's going to start Thursday. Um, you have Tiger uh, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, and Justin Thomas are paired together for the Thursday and Friday pairings. Awesome. So that'll be like the feature group to watch. Yeah. Uh, so if you have some daytime availability, um, I happen to work at a place that has several TVs and is focused around golf. So I know I'll have that on because I actually work daytime Thursday yeah. and Friday this That's week. That's on Golf Channel? Uh, that'll be on Golf Golf Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it'll be 3 o'clock coverage East Coast time. Uh, so I'll put them at noon out there. Okay. Uh, I mean, and the, the big groups aren't going to tee off till later in the afternoon anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, that's... Something to do this weekend. I'm, I'm is, missing football. Well, okay. I don't even have this in the notes. Um, but there's a, a, a... What football started on the Saturday? Ameri- the AAC. Is it what it is? The AAC. The, the like, association. I, I know Heinz Ward's like high up in the F- executives on that. And Troy Polamalu's like I, yeah. a GM somewhere. Um, and you got a bunch of former Steelers that are playing in the games. And you got a bunch of guys that... You know, former players that are playing around in that league, and you got guys that like practice squads or didn't make practice squads or whatever. I never would have known about it if it wasn't for everybody tweeting about it. I know. Like, I'm like, what's this you're talking about? It was on There's CBS. A, it's on CBS. CBS. They did Karen. not. Did they advertise it during I the freaking Super Bowl? I was drunk. I was. <laughs> I was pretty sober during the Super Bowl, but I'll admit I was on my phone a lot because the only really interesting part of that game was all the tweets about how bad the game was. And, like, the commercials, like, I, I don't get all, like, goofy about the yeah, Super Bowl commercials good, yeah. like some people do. Because you're going to see them... For the next year. Endlessly. For the next year. So, yeah. So, like, unless unless it's, like, so controversial that they only play it once, like, you're really not missing anything if you don't pay attention to the The only commercial I haven't seen since the Super Bowl was the uh, NFL 100. Which was a really cool commercial. It was yeah. also like a two minute long commercial. So yeah, and that's that's like not really for a product that you could go buy. 
You know, True. like that's that's more like a PSA about how much you love football. It is. You know, and be, being that it's the off season, um, you know, they're not. But it's not the off season. There's a football league that started. Yeah, like it, two uh, days after the Super Bowl. Uh, and the weekend. The week. After, the week yeah. after the Super yeah, Bowl. The, and the only reason I even remembered that the games were on is because a bunch of professional sports writers were tweeting about them. Right, and it, they do two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday, and they showed one game in the Pittsburgh market. And I'm like, huh? Is there a stream someplace where I can? I, I, there has to be. There has to be. I mean, you tell, you're gonna you tell me like, oh, why are you in here, buddy? Like, oh, I I got caught illegally streaming the the AAF football league. Right. I I I, I need to research this more and find out about it. Yeah, I want to find out more about it and find out when it's gonna be on. What the hell? I'll watch it. I know there's some different twists. They don't have kickoffs. I don't think they're kicking off. Yeah, there are no kickoffs. Yeah, there, um, there's no kickoffs, and they're just giving the ball to 25. The, apparently, the the uh, refs are, like, super mic'd. So that, like, you, yeah. hear, you hear, like, all the talking about, like, yeah, looking at the replay. Uh, at the replays and, and like, you know, getting an explanation. I mean, I guess, I guess, like, I mean, hell, if you're gonna take that long... <laughs> you know what I mean? You might as might as well let us like be inside the hood with you. Well, I mean, and and you got next year the XFL starts back up. That concerns me. <laughs> it really does. Um, I'm not sure we're ready for the XFL. I'm not sure we were. We might have been a little more ready the first time because it, it did like piggyback off of wrestling. Um. At a time when like well, but WWF also, was a lot more popular, but with, also like, whenever the XFL started, it was whenever they started the XFL the first time, it was before all the medical stuff came in with the CTE and concussions and all that, where they were doing like, you know, no no fair catches and this that and the other thing. Yeah, and, they didn't and, have a coin toss. They they did like they a, they did a like they did, a fifty fifty like kill the man ball. Yeah, yeah, stuff and, like and that. Like okay. I guess you could get hurt doing that, and, like, the coin toss, it's really hard to get injured on a coin toss. Right. But if you're just going to go do, like, a wedge kickoff immediately after the coin toss, like, what difference does it make? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. Um, it's it's not just that. It's, it's like, the XFL was based around, like, attitude. And it was. Like, guys if were... If there's the, anything that we Guys learned, wore the jersey, he who hate me, and... Right, yeah. You know. But people aren't... Is it one of, like, the big gripes about the NFL that, like... Some people, maybe not us, but, like, older people, like, are sort of being lost as an audience for the NFL because of all the fucking, like, hype and, like, showboating and, like, look at me and, like, you know, guys, like, trying to level each other with missile tackles instead of <laughs> wrapping, wrapping them up like they taught us back in, you know. Yeah. So, like, who's, who's the potential audience for the XFL? It's not the old dudes. No. The young people are too busy playing video games and, like, you know, The streaming. XFL was great for us. Yeah, it was great for us, but we had shockingly less to do, like, media-wise, even back then. Yeah. Like, we, like, you could, like, pirate music off Napster. Uh, <laughs> you could watch, like, 57 channels on your cable, and one of them carried the XFL. Hmm. Um, the internet was, like, really slow... 
and not that good. Dude, it used to take an hour and a half to burn a CD, man. I know. And it took like two hours to download the, to, to pirate the music off Napster. And you couldn't do anything else on your computer no. while you were burning. And if somebody called the house whatever was going on, you got screwed. You're like, fuck! Oh, man. My sister, my younger sister, she, she was like way into chat rooms when I was in... I was in high school, so she was in like junior high. And she was always like tying up the one dial-up connection in the house to be on chat rooms. So it got to the point when it's like when I wanted to hang out with my friends, I'd just like go to the BP at the end of my street and just call them from the payphone. Payphones, people. Payphones. Yes. That window. There was it was only like a five year period where like internet was so ubiquitous <laughs> that you had to go use a payphone. But payphones existed. Yeah. Then cell phones came out and payphones are going. Well, away. I mean, how many times do you have to pick up a payphone to call your mom or dad and call them, collect, and be like, hey, and they say state your name and where you're from and you're like i'm done at the ice rink come pick me up click they're and showing the, well they're showing those, those the old uh, commercials the old geico the, yeah, commercial the old... like some kid watching that commercial yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't even get it yeah it's bob he's like and a baby you know, he, it's like, a boy if you haven't seen it it's where he's telling you know he says that his name on the collect call is bob we had a baby eats a boy yeah and, and then just hangs up so then nobody has to pay charges but the message is delivered yes and like my nephew's gonna see that and be like, "The hell's happening?" Yeah, right. You know, there's like I just text my mom when young, I have news. There's a whole generation and a half oh, of people man. that don't understand that. We whatsoever. old, we old, we old. Shit, we're old. And you know, like the XFL, the, the this other new football league, the NFL, golf, like these are all things that are trying to stay relevant when there's just like increasing competition. Um. And that's why I think it's odd that this new football league that I can't even remember the name of and isn't yeah. streaming their games online. I think they are. Are they? I think they are. Because I'll, the I'll watch every there's game. People, there's people at work talking about tonight. Uh, guests at work that we're talking mm-hmm. about tonight. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I, was, I, was like, I get hammered on the weekends. Like, not <laughs> not hammered, like hammered drunk. No, like you're working like, your ass working off and you don't even off. notice what's on the TV. I don't even yeah. notice what's on the TV. Like, we had the Penguins watch party at work. Mm. This past Saturday, and I was so busy, I didn't even know if the Pens won or lost. Uh, until, lost. until I looked at my, until I went and finally smoked a cigarette seven hours later, and was mm-hmm. like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, they you lost. Um, but yeah, so we'll move on to Pens later. But in the meantime, we got some college basketball to talk about. Uh, Pitt hoops. They took a loss to NC State on Saturday. Uh, Pitt was in the game the whole way. They overcame a 18 point deficit uh, with a 20 to two run. Um, Pitt did have Boston College tonight, and I did get to see that at work while I was behind the bar. Uh, Pitt ended up losing that game by 10. Yeah. Um, and they were in that game pretty much the whole game. It was a back-and-forth game, and then the fourth quarter, BC just like, all right, we're done with this, and then just started. BC, BC went on like a 14-0 run, and then Pitt, it was hard for Pitt to come back from that. Um, I watched the TCU game last night. Now, before we get into the TCU game, I will have to tell Just you. Just saying, man. Jamie Dixon. You know? <clears throat> Jamie Dixon. He's I, okay. very popular. He's very popular. Uh, not in Pittsburgh anymore, but he's very popular in TCU. Yeah. Uh, but Pitt, I, I, okay. I, I can see that they're, they're playing their hearts out. They're playing the whole game. They're getting together. They're, they're doing what they need to do. Um, they're not winning games right now. And as a Pitt fan, I'm okay with this because I'm seeing the progress the team is making and Jeff Capel's influence on the team mm-hmm. and getting them to play as a team and getting them to play the whole game and not get down themselves. You're down you're, you're down eight, 18 point deficit to NC State. If this was last year, 
under Stallings or the year before, that would have been a 40-point deficit. Yeah. You know, because they would have got, and, and the, you know, I, I, I think Stallings was the worst hire for basketball Pitt has made um, in recent. In Well, I mean, I say recent going back, like, to my recollection of Pitt basketball goes back to Paul Evans. Yeah. Okay. And, like, they never, they didn't have, like, a total flop anywhere in there you know like paul evans had some good teams you know ralph willard had some ralph good teams. willard had some good teams ben you know Howland ben howland turned Pitt into like a next like a higher level than they had ever been jamie dixon and then jamie dixon took him to the torch from howland and his, you know his tenure like whatever you think about the guy like his tenure kind of fizzled out it did and he didn't really leave a lot for stallings to work with but Stallings, Stallings wasn't up like he, he was not the kind of coach who's up to that sort of task. No, the amount of the amount of like blaming that he would do of the players, um, you know, and like the team, like I think, kind of quit on him. Um, yeah, you start blaming he's your not players. A, he, I don't think he was the right hire for a rebuilding job. Nope. Capel seems like he's a good guy for a rebuilding job because he's, you know, he comes from a really good coaching tree. Um. He's used to he's he used to work. He, he played at Duke, Duke, so he's an excellent competitor, and was an excellent player in his day. And then he coached at Duke, and he coached at Duke, so he knows how to deal with excellent players. Yeah. Um, and that's not the same as and like he knows rebuilding. how to go get those excellent. Well, players. that's that's you know his name recognition. Yeah. Pitt's got name recognition. Um, by being competitive, they're going to like preserve that name. You know, if they're if they're going out and getting shellacked and losing every conference game like they did last year, that's bad for I mean, recruiting. I mean, they they're lost. improving. They're I'm improving. not going to go negative about oh, no. this season. No, at some point, you know, someone's going to go negative. Oh, someone's going to be like, oh, there you go. They, they won two games in the conference this year and and whatnot. I'm like, okay, they won zero in the conference last year. Yeah, and then last year, if they got a somebody got a ten point lead on, they just quit, and that ten point lead grew into a twenty point lead, grew into a thirty point lead. This year, those leads aren't. They're not losing games by twenty and thirty points like they were the last two years. They're 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 losing games, but they're losing them either by in overtime or within a ten point range. Uh, a lot of the games they've lost have been within a five point range. Uh, I I don't see anything bad at Pitt right now, other than that they are losing, um, and and that's that's all that is. But they're losing in a good way, if that makes any sense, uh, because they're they're yeah. playing they're playing the whole game. They're playing as a team. They're getting it going. I mean, yeah, you're always like people are like no moral victories. Like we don't want moral victories. But yeah, it, every team is at a different level, stage, and level. And like yeah, like if you're Virginia right now, like there are no moral victories. No. Like if you lose, that's bad. Yeah. Um, Pitt, on the other hand, like they're not they're not trying to win the ACC this year. They're no. just trying to be better in the ACC. They're, they're trying to be competitive. You, you can be more competitive than you were last year and still lose a few games. Yep. Um, you know, they, they had a chance to beat NC State twice. Like, they almost beat them when they played them down there. They and, led most of the game. And that was the last you know? few minutes and in that game. Yeah, it's, they're, they're going through a tough stretch right now where they're losing more than they're winning. But it's still a lot better than last year. Uh, they're, they're, the, the team is, is by far... A better team this year. Uh, Capel's influence on the team just shows that 
And uh, I hope he listens to this podcast and invites us to sit courtside one day. Yeah, that'd um, be nice. That'd be awesome. I don't think he does. Uh, we should maybe send it to him in an email. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, Pitt's doing a great job. Uh, Jeff Capel, you're doing a great job coaching this team and getting them back to where they need to be. In the meantime, Bobby Huggins is fucking probably shitting himself down in West Virginia. Um, they're having a really down year. Uh, they have six losses in a row. They're two and nine to conference. And they're ten and fourteen overall. Um, it, it just seems like West Virginia can't do anything right uh, right now. I, I haven't really followed them too much, uh, other than that they're losing a lot, and they're not losing by a little. They're losing like Pitt did last year. Yeah, what happened? Um, I, I don't know if like they just have a a. a a bad recruiting class, or they just have a bunch of young kids. I don't yeah. know what's up. Because they were, they were um, pretty good. They were pretty good. I mean, they started off, they were ranked 13th at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, they beat Pitt. Uh, they were still ranked when they beat Pitt this year uh, in non-conference play. Uh, and as soon as they started conference play, they just started getting shellacked. I mean, Jamie Dixon at TCU shellacked West Virginia. Uh, I mean, Big 12 this year, you talk about Big 12 football, shit, Big 12 basketball is wide the fuck open, too. Yeah. I mean, you said you watched a TCU game last night, so, I mm-hmm. mean, who they who they play last night? Oklahoma? Or, no. uh, okay um, State? I'm not sure who they it was just, It was just wild watching the, the uh, pageantry of the TCU student uh, section uh, with the giant Jamie Dixon sign. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, like for, forgive me for not remembering who they were actually. Yeah, fucking I mean, playing. but they were, all I all I saw was purple. Right. <laughs> I mean, they, these guys, uh, but but TCU basketball and, and Big Twelve basketball is all about the fast breaks and getting you know getting the ball out, you know, uh, getting rebounds and getting a fast break back out mm-hmm. and, and transferring real quick from defense to offense. Um, where ACC basketball is all about underneath and and shooting from the outside and then letting the guys get the ball and then drop back into defense and, and defend. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it, it's a different way of playing hoops. Uh, Duquesne uh, hoops, they are 7-4 conference, 16-8 and eight overall. Uh, took a loss to the Bonnies. Uh, they had a win over Fordham. They have LaSalle tomorrow night. They're fifth in the conference right now in the Atlantic 10. And when you get in these smaller conferences, uh, the overall – schedule and record it does mean something for seeding for their conference tournament mm. uh but like for the a10 they have to win their conference to get into the tournament to get yeah. into the 64 tournament uh same thing that we're gonna talk about here Are you saying they they use the um non-conference schedule to help seed teams in the conference tournament no 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 no, no, no. yeah so no they're um the conference schedule. The conference schedule determines where they're seated in the conference tournament. In the conference tournament, which they have to win. Which they have to win to get into the sixty-four right. tournament. So, their overall record means nothing, except for seating. except for seating, uh, except for seating into uh, the conference tournament. But if they're winning more conference games than they lose, then you I mean, gotta like their rare. chances. It's very rare that you're gonna have two teams come out of the A ten. Yeah, uh, there was a few years that Temple was in the A ten. And Xavier was and in Xavier was in the A ten. That that those guys were really tough. So, you know, not only they pr- they probably got two teams in the year that St. Joe's went undefeated. Right. Yeah. I mean, because 
they had what like Xavier was ranked, and then they didn't win their conference tournament, but St. Joe's did. Yeah. Saints, so so Xavier still went in, and then St. Joe's went in as a conference champion. You know, stuff like that. So it's very rare that the small conferences are going to get two teams in, especially uh, uh, was it the the Northeastern Conference uh, with with Robert Morris, Bobby Mo. Uh, had a nice win over Bryant. They took a loss to Central Connecticut. Uh, they have St. Mary's on Thursday night. Uh, they lead the Northeastern Conference. Um, uh, what? A, that's a wrong number. <laughs> uh, they lead the, that the Eastern Conference, Northeastern Conference, uh, with an eight and four conference record and a thirteen and twelve overall record with St. Francis on their heels. Uh, which is also at eight and four, eighty nine well. and four. Yeah, I, I, sorry, uh, typo. That wouldn't leave much time for schoolwork. I wouldn't think. <laughs> no, that's a typo. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they have the eight and four record in the conference. Uh, Thirteen and twelve overall. Now keep in mind, some of these schools like Bobby Moe playing Northeast Conference. You know, they have 12, 12 losses, mm. but one of those losses is Kentucky. One of those losses is like Alabama. Yeah, they I mean, they, they play a tougher non-conference. They play schedule. a very tougher non-conference because the, the, the big schools tend to play mid-majors. You know what? And 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 uh, you know, uh, whenever Kentucky played Robert Morris, John Calipari sets that up every year. Yeah, you know, he sets it up every year with the play Cal- Clarion as well. Um, you know, but Robert Morris probably got three hundred thousand dollars to go down to Kentucky and get their ass whooped. Yeah, I, I mean that's what and it is. They need that. That's uh, and that's big money. Like so they're paying of, a lot of contractors these yeah, days. Yeah, I mean, for well, I mean, renovations. Why so. do you Why do you think that like uh, the MAC opens up every year with the Big Ten? Yeah, you know, and every few years Akron beats Penn State, or you know Marshall goes in and beats Michigan, or. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, crazier things have happened. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of Penn State, you see they beat Michigan tonight. Penn State did beat Michigan. Penn State's not a prominent basketball school No, but it's a, it's always a tough road trip. It always is a tough and road this, trip. And this, this was, a you know, at the Bryce Jordan Center. Michigan was ranked number six. Wow. So, was. You know, it's like like I said, like nobody nobody wants to go all the way to... You know, Happy Valley. It take it takes like twelve hours to get there from here. I can't, I can't even begin to fathom <laughs> how long it must take to get there from Ann Arbor, Michigan. You know, I mean, twenty two does seem like twelve hours. It's actually four, but it's still way too long. Yeah, it's three and a half. To Philly's four. five. Yeah, but Philly's a straight shot and it's eighty mile an hour. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got to have your valley. There's not a good 22 is not a good road. Whatever people tell you, 22 is not a good no, road. No, it's not. I mean, they work uh, on it and work on it. It's just yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of lights and yeah. Uh, until you get to what is that Interstate 99 or whatever? Or right, I 99, which you know the whole reason I 99 even exists. It's not even a real interstate. No, it's entirely in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it doesn't go to another state, so it's not an interstate. It's an intrastate. Um, and it's also not numerically sequenced properly because the numbers are supposed to get higher as you go from west to east. Uh, I-95. No, 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 no. It's not, uh, well, well, wait. If, it shouldn't be west of I-95. Because there's an I-97 in, like, New England. That's actually like further east yeah, than ninety five. But when also odd numbers go north and south, and odd even, numbers go and north even south. numbers go east and west. Right. So, uh, so ninety nine's a north south. So like that's correct, but it's it's not like you, you go all the way to ninety five, and ninety seven in the east, and then you gotta like backtrack to get to ninety nine. 
that goes from like what like Johnstown to freaking York. Where's it go? It goes from like Raystown Lake to like I don't even know to, where it like, goes. Lock Haven, I, basically. I, I'd have to pull up a map. But yeah, I know it's it's not that long of an interstate. It's but not a real interstate. It's not a real interstate. I I don't know, but uh, anyway. But yeah, that that's a whole nother show that we can do on. On the Eisenhower uh, interstate system, I would love that. We yeah, we we should. The Eisenhower interstate system is amazing. By the way, we should do that. We could maybe maybe we could like collaborate with some other like Sorgatron people who actually know about science and shit (laughs) to like give give a little more. Because me and me and you can handle the history and like the, uh, you know, like the aesthetics of it all. I guess. But we we need. It'd be nice to talk to somebody who's actually like driven a steamroller. That'd be cool as hell. (laughs) Ah. I smoked out of a steamroller. <laughs> well, I have a buddy of mine that's a um, works for the Army Corps of Engineers. He's yeah. a map maker. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so I can call him. Well, I mean, maps are important if yeah. you're talking about interstates. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, wait till they find out that the stones uh, to mark maps in um, Vermont were not right. And then now that they realize so many years later that there's that town in Canada that actually should be part of Vermont. And then they send... Uh, a group of um, former Vermont police department that was shut down because it was, you know, uh, in a wrong area and they had some stuff behind their record that they needed to be shut down, but then reopened them up to let them contrast the Canadian people into the American way and so forth. Huh. By the way, Super Troopers 2. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to say, man, like, this sounds kind of like a comedy movie. Especially especially when you, like, got all vague about, like, oh, and the cops were, like, uh, bad. Like, they don't, ju- they don't just, like, disband, like, police forces unless, like, typically, like, either they run out of money yeah, that or was the basis. some sort of yeah. farcical comedy movie. Yeah, that happened. was the basis behind Super Troopers 2, Okay, by the well, way, I haven't I just seen it yet, so spoiler alert. I just watched the other day. You know, like, people listening to this podcast, like, we're not promised or warned about any Super Troopers 2 spoilers. Um, they, they're just like, could you please just get to the part where Penn State beats Michigan in basketball? Penn State did beat Michigan in basketball tonight. Uh, Michigan will, was number six. They're probably going to fall down to number ten? Yeah, I mean, Eight? it doesn't Somewhere hurt you there? that much. Uh, it depends on who else won and who else lost. Yeah. Uh, it comes down to it. Basket- the, the basketball rankings, by the way, mean absolutely nothing. Until the tournament, until Selection Saturday. Yeah. And the, the, the rankings are only one factor considered. Like, the rankings don't take RPI into account. No, they don't. Um, you know, like, they, 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 the people who vote might look at, at the, like, wins and losses and, like, sort of do an unscientific ranking, but they're not actually, like, applying a formula in the same way that the selection committee does. So the rankings, meaningless. Nice nice bragging rights. I, my, my friend's dad is a proud Tennessee Vol, so they're number one right now. Hey, Good for you know them. what? I, I, you know, there was, it wasn't, that long ago, and I say it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but it was 2007 mm-hmm. when Pitt was number two overall, didn't make it to number one, but they were number one seed in the tournament. Yeah. So that's where, like, rankings were, like... Yeah. They, uh, I, so, yeah, I, I understand. I There's mean, four teams that get a one in the tournament. Yeah, which basically number one, two, three, and four. Sometimes, uh, but, uh, like, a five could jump into the top four. Depending on... Based on computer stuff and, like, the subjective opinions... Of this committee, and also their subject, their, also their subjective location. 
That well. too, yeah, because I, I mean, geography is part of it, yeah. and like the whole point is to seed teams based on the likelihood that they will go on the run. Yeah, and um, also there's a lot of teams um, like uh, Villanova has quit playing a lot of their games in Wachovia Center mm-hmm. because they used to use the Wachovia Center as a secondary home court, mm-hmm. and if they play more than three games in the Wachovia Center, they can't be subjected to that territory so they couldn't be like drawn into the east bracket yeah so they get shoved out to like the west because they play in the wachovia center or they play in like or you know whenever it's used for a home court for for that it would be considered a home game that's gonna bite bobby moe in the ass Uh, what? They yeah. play. They play a lot of games. That, uh, they play. Well, they, yeah. Well, right now PBG. they're using PBG as their home now court. Now that I watched some of that Central Connecticut game, and they were playing at something called like the North Athletic Facility. It looked like a small gym. Was that a home? It was said it was in Moon Township. Oh well, that's third. What? It's not the Sewell Center. It's sm- no. it was smaller than the Sewell Center. It could have been the Moon, and it's not what they're moving into. Like they they no. they must have like a gym on campus. Either that or they were playing at Moon's high school gym. Moon high school. Well, possibly. Does Moon high school have two gyms? No. Because it was the north. Like, I'm assuming It could be the their south. practice gym. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I mean, it was still, like, bigger than some of those NEC schools facilities. But, like, I've been to the Sewell Center and it was right noticeably smaller. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We'll be back after these messages from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. We'll be right back. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports for episode 69, the Gronk episode. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> the Penguins uh, have had a tale of two seasons, which I've said that before on this podcast. Uh, they've dropped four out of the last five, but they did have last night a very nice complete game against the Philadelphia fucking Flyers. Um, and by complete, you mean including a stupid Malkin penalty? Yes. Um, what I mean by complete game is that they had, you know, uh, a power play goal, a shorthanded goal. They had even strength goals. Um, they had an empty net goal. Um, so there's their four goals, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, the defense played Conservatively well, Murray faced 28 shots uh, to him in the second period, um, which was ridiculous, uh, and didn't let one in. Uh, they had uh, you know, neutral zone play, was very nice, um, playing in the offensive zone. Uh, they moved the puck nicely. Um, they had ample their own shots on goal on the Flyers' net. Um they didn't make stupid decisions in their own defensive zone and giving the puck back over. Um, they cycled the puck nicely. It was a complete game. And then you have Malkin got all heated, got a punch to the back of the neck, 
I mean, let me punch uh, you in the back of the neck. How see how you like especially it? Especially after you just came back from a from a you know an upper body injury. I understand. I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying he was wrong. But also, Malkin's been around the game long enough that the person who makes the the, the first move doesn't get seen. The retaliation is what does get seen. You can't swing a stick like he did he without did, getting seen. Yeah, he like he had he held the butt end of his stick and did a complete full arm swing. And Malkin's probably got a fucking three foot arm. Yeah, and with a six foot stick, so that's nine feet. <laughs> you know, with with and just swung. And it looked like he just grazed the dude. It looked like he just grazed the dude. The dude went down. Well, and he's went... lucky. He's lucky he didn't connect. Mm-hmm. You know, he could he could have got 12 games. He got one. He got one. Now, I was sitting here thinking about this. I'm like, you know, Malkin really hasn't had issues like this before. Where I don't, I don't think that he has. I don't think he's been fined for... He stomped somebody in, like, the Olympics or something. That's not the NHL. No, but I'm just saying, like, he's shown flashes where yeah. he can be very violent. Yeah. Uh, but the NHL, I mean, you know, um, so this goes up in front of player safety and whatnot. Uh, I get it. Uh, I was expecting him to get, like, a hefty fine. And at the worst of one-game suspension, so he got the worst of what I personally thought uh, was going to happen. So Malkin's missing a game without a paycheck. Well, the the commentators on the Buffalo Sabres game thought that he got off way easy. <laughs> really? Just FYI. Uh, I guess that's what game you did. Yeah, right? I got I and it like had nothing to do with the Penguins except for that it was, you know, a headline from around the league, and also they are, you know, Buffalo consider themselves to be competing with us for, you know, the remaining playoff spots. Well, um, uh, the way I looked at it uh, earlier, and of course it could have changed since the time I wrote these notes. Um, the Pens are fourth in the division, in the Metropolitan Division. And they were eighth in the conference, which if the season would have ended at when I go to work today, mm-hmm. uh, I went to work at five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so if the season would end at five o'clock this afternoon, the Pens would have been the eighth spot. Well, Buffalo won tonight. Philly won tonight. Philly's down there. We don't worry about Philly. Buffalo's right there. Um, but yeah, so either the Pens either stayed the same or I think moved up one maybe. Depending on who lost, I'm not sure. I could probably pull it real quick. Islanders lost to Buffalo. That's about all. Wow, that's good. That's good. And Columbus won. That's bad. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you you you've watched probably more Pens games than I've had. I've I've been around while they've been on TV, and usually I'm just like I never way see too them, busy. Though. Yeah, you 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 get the, the I I hear the commentary fairly frequently. Yeah, but I don't actually get to see. Which for hockey, it's it's hard. You need you need to see, like you're you're talking about, you know how they looked against Philly. Like I got to watch that game too. Um, like you when, like no amount of description can really like make you feel confident in a team in hockey. Like, you know the way that like actually watching them play because everything's happening so fast. You know. Yeah. So even though the Sabers won, if the season ended today, the Pens would still be in the eighth seed. Okay. Um, well, the season doesn't end today, and that's no, the problem. No, it doesn't. That's the problem. Uh, where, again, we've talked on here where hockey's three seasons. Well, guess what? This is the season right now where they're in hockey where they need to put themselves into a, into a position to be a top three in their division to get guaranteed a playoff spot. 
Because you don't want to have to be battling out and, and waiting for other people to lose. Because that comes down to the final day of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it has. It has. I, we've years, watched so. it in recent years where, you know, you know, these guys win and these guys lose, they're out. Or if these guys win and these two guys win, you're still out. You know, stuff like that. Uh, you, you can't have that. Um, especially with the Pens, the way they have been the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we've come in Pittsburgh being spoiled uh, with having three Stanley Cups, you know, 2009, and then back-to-back in 16 and 17. We've been spoiled. Um, you know, whenever you have back-to-back Cups, and then the third year comes around, and they get to the, the second round, they get knocked out in the second round, and you're like, uh, you're mad about it, but you're not upset because they played a lot of hockey and you just got two cups and yeah. whatnot. And they were the first team in um, the salary cap era to go back to back. And they got knocked out team. by the eventual cup winners, mm-hmm. um, which was not the case in 93. No. So this, in a way, was actually easier to deal with. Easier Plus the fact with. that we're adults now and we know what like real problems look like. and Yeah. You know. Hockey is just a fun diversion, um, and we had a lot of fun diversions for the past three years with with this team. Oh, we have. Um, I'm not sure this city could handle them not making the playoffs right now, given given what's going on with the Steelers and what's, and what's going on what or isn't going on with the Pirates. If if you want to look at it that way, um, we need we need some playoff hockey. I'm not saying one series will be enough, but we need at least one. Yeah, at least one. So they yes, they they need to get into that top three so we're not coming down to the, you know, absolute last minute. Exactly. And and their their season schedule doesn't get any easier. They still have a lot of conference games to play. They have a lot of division games to play. I think they're all done actually with the West if I'm correct. I I'd have to pull up their schedule. Uh, I think they're done with the West for the most part. There might be a game or two here or there, but, you know, um, it's getting to the point where, come on, guys, you know you can do this. Pull it together. They've already had a players-only meeting Mm -hmm. that was closed doors and players-only, and I I don't know if you have a guy in that locker room that's going to, like, walk up to somebody and like choke slam somebody and be like, you need to play better mm-hmm. and get in front of the puck and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, you know, uh, but you know, when you have a players only meeting, that's, that's when you think like, huh, is there something in a locker room that's going on that we don't know about? And of course they don't discuss it. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Uh, what did come out of yesterday's game though, against the flyers, that empty net goal uh, from Chris from Chris Letang surpassed Paul Coffey. Um, and uh, what most goals by a defenseman? Most goals by defense by a Penguins by a defense, Penguins defenseman by a yeah. Penguins defenseman. So Paul Coffey did have that record. Uh, it was a uh, uh, Chris Letang surpassed it with his hundred and fourth goal, I believe, is what the number was on that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's good for him. You know, great. We like it. Keep it up. We need more goals from Latang, especially running the point on the mm-hmm. power play. Um, that's, that's a big, that's a big position right there. 
that needs to uh, keep going. Um, and you and I both watched Paul Coffey play. Uh, he was an amazing player, great defenseman. He also ran a point like it, no tomorrow. Uh, but currently, uh, like I said, the Pens find themselves fourth in the division, eighth in the conference. So they got to keep it going, keep it up, and let's go from there. Yeah. What else happened this week, Matt? Um, I mean, I've been watching Champions League soccer and FA Cup. Um, looking forward to Crystal Palace playing on Sunday. Uh, they got they got a pretty favorable draw for the next round of the FA Cup. They're playing a team from the lower divisions called Doncaster Rovers. Um, so I'm doing that, and I watched Man United lose this afternoon to PSG at home, which is devastating for their Champions League hopes. Um, and yeah, I've just been just been trying to watch as much local basketball as my streaming service will allow. Um, works out that I see more more Duquesne and Robert Morris games than I do Pitt games. Um, How about pitchers and, I'm just, and catchers? Pitchers and catchers have reported. Pitchers and catchers have reported to uh, spring training camps around uh, in Florida and Arizona. Um, Of course, I have that going on. Uh, The Pirates uh, have signed Melky Cabrera to a minor league deal worth over $2 million in incentives, and that's if he makes the big club. Okay. Um, Melky Cabrera, of course, um, he was noted for having a 50-game suspension for PED use. Yeah. Um, and he's played around the league, uh, and whatnot. He is 34 years old. Uh, he's an outfielder. I don't know if that shores up, uh, the Pirates outfield, or if he'd be a, a, a role player or a bench player, uh, at that point. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, their starting outfield is set. Yeah. For but the they're, they're looking for another bat and like what they're going to try to do they're they're just trying to give us like the ragtag bunch of nobodies that could somehow like catch lightning in a bottle and go on a run. What was that like whenever the Pirates brought in Kirk Gibson at the end of his career? Right. Like <laughs> or like Pat Mears. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you know, like he's old and he's been injured and he wasn't never that good to begin with, but maybe he's got like one magic season in him. Like they're basically they every year like Bob Nutting is just like you know, the day before, like, fucking checks are due for his payroll. He just watches Major League and says, like, no, this is totally feasible. And then he puts his checkbook away and goes to bed. <laughs> and, like, it's not going to freaking work, you know? Like, Charlie Sheen's not a real pitcher, okay? And, like, Bob Uecker is a Brewers announcer, not the Indians announcer. <laughs> like, Major League is a fake made-up movie, and the brewers, the actual real brewers, are actually spending money, as are, you know, all the other teams the in Cubs, our division. The Cubs, the, the Reds, the, uh, uh, the Cubs, the Reds, the, uh, you know, uh, the, the St. Louis Cardinals. They're all spending money out there uh, and whatnot. Uh, Lariano uh, was brought back to the team also on a uh, minor league deal. Uh, he's looking to uh, make the big club. He's willing to accept uh, any role. Uh, the last two seasons, he was used as a reliever, uh, and he was with Houston. He was with um, a few other teams and so forth uh, in the last couple years. Uh, Cervelli trade talks um, have been around uh, pretty much all offseason and so forth, and they're still around there. Cervelli uh, said he just shuts them out, and he plays. He puts on a uniform for the team he's playing for, 
and he goes out and, and does his work day uh, and what he can do. Uh, and I expect Francisco Cervelli to, to be a major league ball player and to just, you know, do his job and to take care of things. Uh, you have you have that going on. Um, so what's funny at camp this year is um, so far uh, Garth Brooks reported to Pirates camp. Garth Brooks, the uh, legendary uh, country singer who will be performing mm. at Heinz Field uh, May 18th, uh, reported Pirates camp this year, and he is uh, doing camp well, with the Buckos uh, for his 20th anniversary of Teammates for Kids Foundation. Uh, the foundation gives kids around the world uh, an even start in life. Uh, he works with several sports athletes, um, not just in baseball, but around all the professional sports, uh, including racing and uh, horse riding and and, uh, and uh, uh, what's that? PBR, professional bull riding. Yeah, mm-hmm. does stuff like that. Um, where uh, the several sports athletes um, give a percentage of their salary, um, of, of their incentive salary. So, like, you have, like, uh, 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 I can't think of his name right now, Big Poppy. Big Poppy, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's a home run hitter. Mm-hmm. You know, his incentives, if he hits so many home runs, you know, every time he trots the bases, like, he donates, like, $1,000 yeah. to this foundation and so forth. Stuff like that. Um, he started the foundation uh, with Jason Kendall when Jason uh, was his first baseball player that was in the foundation for him when Jason Kendall was a Padre uh, and so forth. Uh, Garth Brooks actually uh, is some, he considers himself a Pirates fan because he was a Clemente fan and Clemente mm-hmm. played for the Pirates and he remembers his kid watching Clemente uh, and so forth. Uh, he goes ahead and uh, he realized when he was a kid that Clemente died. Um, trying to help kids and people in his home country, uh, and and he thought that that, that was amazing, and, and he vowed that at some point in his life that he would help um, kids um, through baseball. Um, so he's down there. I, I watched some of the videos of Garth Brooks uh, down at Pirates Camp, mm-hmm. uh, fielding grounders and and catching and shagging fly balls and and getting into some batting practice and whatnot. It's awesome. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, there, there's those years. Billy Crystal uh, went to Yankees camp mm-hmm. and took batting practice and so forth, and uh, played an a- an actual exhibition game. I don't know that Garth Brooks is going to get to play in a. He might as well. I mean, I, exhibition <clears throat> games start the twenty third. You know, I the Pirates and Phillies play the twenty third in Bradenton. That's when that's when the uh, preseason baseball starts for the Buckos. I don't know that he's gonna be there that long, but I mean, I I remember watching Billy Crystal bat against like Randy Johnson. Well, all I gotta say, <laughs> Garth Brooks, you know, I I understand he has friends in low places, but I didn't realize he meant like the Pirates. Like, yeah, that's right? really a little bit lower than I probably expected. Yeah, and also like I was saying earlier, like the only way the Pirates are gonna be any good this year is if like they catch lightning in a bottle, you know, and well, you know, thunder rolls. <laughs> and the lightning strikes. And you can have two pina coladas. <laughs> One for each hand? Yes. Uh, on, I, at, on the at, beaches at, of Cheyenne. At Budweiser Bowtie Bar. No, I see it on the beaches of Cheyenne. But anyway. Well, like, on, the, uh, on, the beach, on the beaches of Northside. Right? Exactly. But alright folks. Um, keep an eye out for uh, Pitt Basketball. Uh, Bobby Moe. They're, they're leading their conference. Uh, West Virginia is tanking completely. Uh, also, I mean, as much as you don't want to do it, 
keep your eyes on the uh, Steeler drama. <laughs> or don't. I or mean, don't. We'll, we'll just update you. Well, don't. We'll update you. Yeah, it's it's really like a lot of pissing and moaning and yeah. not a lot of action. It's yeah. still the off season. Yeah. How about the uh, Pens? They got to kick their shit in gear right now. Yeah, the Pens need to work. The Steelers maybe need to trade Brown, but it doesn't have to happen this week. But the no, Pens need to win win no, all their no, games. No, the Steelers have a window of like five days with Brown and Bell, and that starts in March. Yeah, March. Um, yeah, this is February. Yeah, we're in the middle of February. We got enough, we still got three weeks till that shit has to get down. Uh, Riverhounds, go get yourself to a Riverhound games for free. Yeah, they're playing some college teams Friday and Sundays uh, for the next three weeks. It looks like Friday and Sundays are going to be uh, free Riverhounds games. They're playing college teams, and then they got some actual USL teams coming in to play as well in the preseason aspect of that. Pirates, pitchers and catch reported, as well as pitchers and catch reported uh, all over Major League Baseball. So pick out your favorite Major League Baseball teams. I know I also follow the Red Sox as well, so I've been keeping an eye on that. Um, but in the meantime, Red Sox, Red Sox are yeah, they're going to be good again. I think uh, they, they better be. Uh, there's still no home for Bryce Harper, and there's still no home for Manny Machado. And that's a collusion situation, and we don't have time to get into that, but we totally should next week. Yeah, when we see where these guys finally end up, hopefully. Well, because spring training camps open up next week for all players. Yeah. So these guys need to get signed. Um, it, it seems to me like the the owners are colluding. Uh, it's 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 they're interesting. Like, Nobody wants to pay a three hundred. It's just because like the Yankees and the Red Sox don't need a shortstop or an outfielder. Is what it comes down to. <laughs> and, and all the other the teams and the Dodgers are like, well, we've been spending out the ass for the past like ten years, and it's got gotten us nothing. nowhere. So uh, yeah, we're gonna pass. Yeah right. So yeah, like look out. Watch your MLB free agency if you get bored watching the Pens. Because, like, that's what is actually really important right now. Exactly. The Pens are the most important thing going on in Pittsburgh at this point in time. Other than that, Matt and I will let you know what else is important going on in Pittsburgh. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening to us, folks. Have a great week. Have a great sports week. Listen to our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview to find out more interesting podcasts that come from them. And don't forget to stop and slice on Broadway while you're around. Because the Perfect Pepperoni Pizza is amazing. Not only at Broadway Avenue in Beachview, Broadway Avenue in Carnegie. You have the uh, PNC Park location as well as out in the East End. Anything else? No, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good as well. Let's go Pens. Let's go Dukes. Let's go Panthers. Let's go Bobby Moe. Awesome. We got it going for you. We'll see you back next week here. And uh, we'll get some more updates for you. Have a good week. Peace out. Hey, Ians. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.